Lekutah sicha is chelik yudzayin sicha of Shabbos Hagadol liulinishmas Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Menashe Kaltman. A very very fascinating sicha. There's a number of layers here, layers upon layers, that give us an entirely new understanding, or a deeper understanding of what is the simcha, what is the nais, and what is the greatness of Shabbos Hagadol, the great Shabbos. Pratis, the Shabbos that we're learning the sicha. Uh, the week that we're learning the Sicha, the year that we're learning the Sicha, Shnas Taf Shin Pei Gimel, Shabbos Agadol is on Yud Nisan, which is how it was, as we will learn in the Sicha, in the very first year, where the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim on Thursday, and Shabbos Hagadol was on Yud Nisan, or Yud Nisan was on Shabbos Hagadol. Let us learn, based on the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, what is the uh, day of Shabbos Hagadol. The reason that the Shabbos before Pesach is called Shabbos Agadol, the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch says as follows, this is a quote. The Shabbos before Pesach is called the Great Shabbos. Because a great miracle occurred on it, in it. The carbon Pesach that was taken in Mitzrayim was taken on the 10th day of the month. Like the Pesach says. That 10th day of Nisan was Shabbos. So when the Yidden took their, their Pesach, their lambs, to, de- to designate them for the carbon Pesach. The Bechayrim, the firstborns of the Egyptians, gathered around the Yidin. They asked him, Why are you doing this? So the Yidin answered to the Bechayrim, This is a sacrifice, a Pesach sacrifice for Hashem. Who is going to be killing the firstborns of Mitzrayim. So the firstborns went to their elders, to their parents. To ask of them that they should send the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. And that way the Bechayrim won't have to die. But they didn't want. The Bechayrim waged war against the elders of Mitzrayim. And killed many of them. The and this is what it means in the Pasuk, he smote the Egyptians with their own firstborns because they went to war against them and killed them. And they established to remember this Ness for the generations on the Shabbos, and they named it, they called it Shabbos Agadol, the great Shabbos. We have a number of questions. Why does the Alter Rebbe emphasize that a great miracle happened? Which implies that only because a great miracle occurred, therefore this Shabbos is called Shabbos HaGadol. Even if an ordinary nest would have occurred this Shabbos, not a great nest, this, was still, this would have already been sufficient to distinguish this Shabbos and call it the great Shabbos. Because it would have had a greatness and an advantage over the other Shabbos of the year that a miracle occurred uh, on this Shabbos. Why does the Alter Rebbe have to emphasize Neis Godel, a great miracle? Beis Nachman is this first secondary, second question, even more, there's something additionally not understood. 
In what state the greatest from the nest as a hunger of heaven, nit nest stam the nest godel. What does the greatness of this nest consist of? That it should be called the great nest, the great miracle, and not an ordinary miracle. Seemingly, there's no greatness that is obvious here. Whether you're talking about the nest itself, it wasn't any more amazing than any other nest is amazing. So the nest itself was seemingly not an amazing nest. And certainly not in the benefits or the outcome of the miracle, you don't see any major advantage. Even after the Bechayim killed many of the Egyptians, the Eden remained in Golos Mitzrayim, and had to, rely, had to depend on the nace of the actual death of the firstborns. In order to be freed from Mitzrayim. So what major benefit was derived from this miracle for the Yidin that we should call it Nez Gadol? So question number one is why does the Rabbi Alter Rebbe emphasize that it was a Nez Gadol? And question number two, what actually makes it into a Nez Gadol? Base. Also, the fact that the, the, the remembrance of this miracle was designated according, not according to the day of the month, as, for example, the Nes of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, which is on Tesvav Nisan, regardless of which day of the week it comes out. But this Nes is based on the day of the week, Shabbos. For the Tazbara, this requires explanation. The Al-Tarebbe explains, why was it not designated on the 10th of the month? Whether it's a Shabbos or a weekday. Like all other Yom Tevim are designated, that they uh, mostly are based on the day of the month. Sukkis is always Tezvav Tishrei, and, uh, and Purim is always Yudalid Adir or Tezvav in, in, in the uh, walled cities. So why all of a sudden here are we basing it on the day of the week? So the Alter Rebbe answers in Shachon Aruch, because on the 10th of Nisan, Miriam passed away. And it was designated as a fast day when it is a weekday. You can't fast on Shabbos, but during the week, if it, on Yud Nisan, you fast. And therefore, they couldn't make a big Yom Tiv on a fast day. So this is the Alter Rebbe's explanation. Nevertheless, since we know that everything in Teda is perfectly precise, Muzmin Zagin, as native some time, we must therefore say that in addition to the negative, why it wasn't on the 10th, there has to be a positive connection between the fact that it was designated on Shabbos. There must be a deep connection between the miracle that occurs on this day, that the Mitzrayim, uh, the firstborns of Mitzrayim smote their own, to the fact that it is on Shabbos. This is also evident from the fact that the command from the Abishter came, that it should be done on the 10th of Nisan, which that year was Shabbos. Even though it's connected with fulfilling this commandment of Hashem to, to, to take a lamb and bring it home and designate it as a carbon Pesach, is connected with various different Shabbos prohibitions. For example, uh, uh, Kenyan transactions, Maso Matan, doing business, Tultu Balichai. 
Balichayim, carrying a live animal, transferring from one domain to another domain, Bikur Mimum, examining an animal that it doesn't have any blemishes, Chulu, and there's more. Which are, in, which are a contradiction to the rest of Shabbos, to, the, to, to resting on Shabbos. And the Rebbe adds that even though you're going to say that at that point Shabbos was not yet given as a mitzvah, although at that time was still before the Abishter had commanded the Yidden to observe Shabbos, first of all, we know that the Abish, the forefathers, fulfilled the entire Torah, even before it was given. It's obviously understood that at least a portion of their offspring, of their descendants, would observe the mitzvahs of the Torah, including the observance of Shabbos. Even before Mara, where Shabbos, mitzvah of Shabbos was given. And before Matan Torah, when the rest of the mitzvahs were given. So first of all, that's one point. That there have to be, that there were hidden at that time, that were keeping Shabbos. In addition to that, it is explicitly written in the Medrashim, that while the Yidden were still enslaved in Mitzrayim, that Shabbos should be a day of rest. They shouldn't have to work on Shabbos. So Shabbos was a thing. If not a mitzvah and a toyder, the way it was later on, but it was already something that was observed and acknowledged even while they were in Mitzrayim. And yet, we bowed as Nitkuk in the Kavdem. And despite all this, Davis designated the time to take the, the, the lamb for the carbon Pesach is specifically on the day of Shabbos. He does Gufa, This is a proof. That the yichu, the taking of the of the of the lamb, was directly connected, specifically connected, uniquely connected to Shabbos. So that is our third question. Question number one is why does the Alter Rebbe emphasize that it was a neis gadol? Question number two is why was it a neis gadol? What was so unique about this neis? And question number three, what is what is the connection between between uh, this nace and Shabbos, that because of that, this nace is designated on the day of Shabbos, not on Yud Nisan, which is the day that it actually happened. Now, Sif Gimel, we're going to start the Biur by explaining to us, Alpi Chassidus, what is Shabbos? What, what, what is the idea of Shabbos? To explain all this, we first have to explain what is the concept of Shabbos. According to the Medrash, the Medrash says on this Pasuk of this, is actually a reference to Yem Shakuli Shabbos of Nuchat, talking about the time of Mashiach. These are all uh, uh, um, things that are going to happen when Mashiach comes. So, why is it called Shabbos? Says the Medrash, a time that the Abishter is going to destroy or remove the destructive forces from the world that they should not destroy. The wolf will dwell with the lamb, even though the wolf is by nature a destructive animal, an animal of prey. Nevertheless, when Mashiach comes, it won't be an animal of prey anymore. It'll be able to live peacefully with the lamb. As the Pirush will take from Shabbos, so the Tzemach Tzadik says that the inner 
uh, uh, the inner meaning of Shabbos is that inyan from shvisim and mazikim is the idea of the the stopping the destructive forces. And this could happen in two ways. Remove them from the world. The entire existence of the destructive forces or the destructive animals are removed from the world. They, they, they cease to exist. It, it makes it rest. It stops it so it shouldn't destroy. The, 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 the actual, uh, the mazik the itself, the entity of the, of the, of the animal or of the destructive force exists. No, the shvisa tutufa, as they sign in the chayach mazik sign, the shvisa, the resting, the uh, accomplishes that they should not be able to destroy. So one is, you get rid of it, it doesn't exist. One is, it exists, but it can't destroy. can't be destructive. That second way is higher, is a greater accomplishment than the, than the first. As the Teres Kainim himself, itself says, because it is only in the second way that a transformation occurs, that the darkness is transformed into light. That the destructive forces themselves are transformed from being destructive to being good, to being positive. And just to, uh, uh, to add something from our 20 star, first of all, an animal that doesn't destroy, that doesn't hurt, is already a great thing is already is an advantage in and of itself. But in addition to that, usually the animals of prey, the 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 wolf and other such animals, are usually very strong animals. So when they don't, uh, when they don't prey on other animals, when they don't destroy, but they could use their strength for good things, then not only do you have the advantage of them, they're not destroying, you also have the advantage of their strength that could be harnessed for the good. So when you when you have the the that the destructive forces remain just not in a destructive manner, you have a greater advantage, the advantage of ishabcha, the advantage of transformation. Sorry, even though this whole uh, uh, um, unique idea, the revelation of this. Idea the the implementation of this idea is going to happen when Mashiach comes, when the animals and the destructive forces will be will cease to exist or will cease to destroy. Is Shabbos but similar to this, we already experienced on the very first Shabbos, Shabbos the Shabbos at the beginning of the creation of the world. That that Shabbos already contained the component or the power of transformation. And it actually uh, 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 was carried out in the physical world. As our sages tell us that the light served for 36 hours, meaning the day of Friday, the night of Friday night, and Shabbos day. is So there's 12, 12, and 12 uh, approximately. So you're 36 hours. The Shabbos Bereshis is given the darkness of the night was transformed into daylight. So we see already on that very first Shabbos that the concept of Ishabcha, the transformation, that Friday night it wasn't dark. The darkness of night was transformed into light. So from this we see that, the, the, that Shabbos is the concept of Ishabcha. The idea of Shabbos is the idea of transformation, of taking the negative energy or the negative forces of this world and transforming them into light and into positivity. That is the idea of Shabbos. 
Their tamfas is dodrinu for the tapak of Shabbos. Now let's explain what the reason is. Sif Dalit. Why does this habcha occur on Shabbos or because of Shabbos? It does mitzadem was that etzem zman from Shabbos is an inyan from its habcha. It's because the very time, the essence of the time of Shabbos is by definition the, the concept of transformation. And this we're going to explain. With regards to the idea of Shabbos, Chazal tell us, What was the world lacking? In other words, came, came Friday night, or came the end of the, of the sixth day of creation, there were trees, there was a sky, there was an earth, there was animals, there were birds. Everything that you could need in the world was there. So what was lacking? Menucha. What was lacking was the idea of tranquility, of rest. And then when the Shabbos came, with it came Menucha. Rest, the idea of resting, the idea of tranquility, of peacefulness in this world came with Shabbos. So we have to understand the following question. And we have to understand the following question and bear with us because it's a bit of a long-winded question. Uh, the Magid of Mizrich teaches that time is, create, is a creation, just like Everything else is created. A tree was created uh, uh, and things like that. Time was created by Hashem. When thus meant, it's not just to say that before the Hashem created the world, the, the, the time really was existed. It's just that there was nothing for which the time to apply itself to or for which to operate on the structure of time. And then once Hashem created the world, everything runs on time. Or in the structure of time. That's not what it means. First of all, First of all, even in after Hashem created the world, not everything is time-based. If you want to say I'm going from here to here, it only takes me a half hour. But if you want to get involved in a in a uh, intellectual concept to delve into something a, a, a thought, it's not time-based. It's not doesn't run on the structure of time. So if the if the Kiddush of creation is that is that before creation, time had nothing to apply itself to, and now Hashem created things that apply to time, that's not a perfect example, perfect description. Because even after the world was created, we still have things that are not time-based. So then what does it mean that time was created? No, the man is The very concept that time exists is in itself a creation. Just like all of the particles of the inanimate and the vegetation and the animal kingdom and the human world were all created from nothingness. It didn't exist before the world was created. And then Hashem created it fun dos nai, brand new. So to time did not exist before the world was created. Before Shesha and Ibrahim, there was no concept of time. You can't say that before Hashem created the world, there was a million years, two million years, two days, three days. The whole idea of time didn't exist. It's only after the Abisha created the world, one of the things that Abisha created was time. The melee is moving. And now we can understand. As punct v the erste rega von Zman is Aisamas Khadasha. Just at the very first moment of time is a brand new creation because time didn't exist beforehand. The same would apply to each of the six days of creation. Every single day was a new creation. In other words, even after the Abisha created the concept of time, and he created a day, Sunday, there's still no Monday. Still the Abisha had to create a Monday as a brand new existence of time until Hashem created a Monday. There was no such thing as a Monday. 
The sixth, kashem from the in Ivraim for chasing mivreishes. He's the chayyim talking about nice havas when a night in Ivraim, just like the uh, the rest of creation. During the six days of creation, every day something new was created. Ivraim, the chazan andish when the Ivraim from the under tag creations that were different than that which was created in the previous days. So, the, for example, on 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 day on day four, Hashem created the sun and the moon and the stars. The, 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 none of that existed until that moment. And then on day six, day five, Hashem created the animals or the or, or, sorry the birds or the fish. There was no such thing as birds or fish. So every day Hashem introduced something brand new into the world. Isaiah is going to get them zman for Jason and The same thing applies to the time of these six days. Every day was something new and different. There was a Monday that didn't exist before. Then there was a Tuesday that didn't exist before. Therefore there's an expression... And the Zoyar every day has its own task. Every day has its own strengths. Because each day was a separate creation. Not just the things that were created in that day were a separate creation. The very existence of that day was a brand new creation. Now, before we get to the, to, to the question, let's, uh, that, that points out that it doesn't mean that every single day of the world is a brand new creation. Because once the Abishah created the seven days of creation, they include all of, all of the days that are going to follow them. After the seven days, since they are a repeat of the first seven days, other protim in or they are elements within those seven days. The first day of creation includes all Sundays. The second day, all the Montics include all the Mondays, etc. So either they are either they are a repeat of something that was already created, or that when Hashem created the first one, He included within them uh, sub days that that. Would be for the rest of time. They don't need to be They don't need to be created. They don't need to be created as something new. is just repeating something that already existed. But the actual seven days of creation, the very first seven days, every single day has to be created in its own way. Sunday is different than Monday. Monday is different than Tuesday. Especially when you look at it from the world of Kabbalah and Chassidus, that. Sunday is Chesed, Monday is Gvura, and each day has its own Each day, it's not just things were created in that day, but each day is a foundation of creation. So each day is different. Each day has to introduce something that wasn't didn't, didn't exist before. So the piece of So now comes the Rebbe asks this question. So what does it mean that until the world, till uh, uh, that what was the world lacking nothing besides for Menucha? And came Shabbos, came as a chiddush from Shabbos, and then from Menucha. That the whole uh, novelty of Shabbos is the concept of rest. The lecheder, the gather from Elam, is man bechol pratov umakim. What does the world mean? World means that it has time and space, time with all of its aspects and space. Is eretz again the zman for yemeshvi? So if there was not yet created, Hashem had not yet created the time of the seventh day, hadachki felt invelt. So the Elam was missing. Oilam has to have Zman and Mokim. So even if the Mokim was covered, the Zman was not covered yet. Because there was the Zman of Yem HaShvi that wasn't yet created. The time and the existence of day seven didn't exist yet. So what does it mean? Is the from Farshtandik? The question leads immediately, immediately to an answer. So therefore we must conclude as Hainuach that Menucha and the Zman of Yom Hashvi is the same thing. You can't differentiate between or separate between the time of the seventh day and the menucha, the serenity, the tranquility that, that, that it contains. 
The, day, the seventh day, what is it? The time of the seventh day, just like you would say, for, for example, that day one is chesed, day two is gvura, etc., etc. Day seven is menucha. That's what it is. When it says the, the world was lacking, day seven, what was it lacking? Menucha. And when Hashem created the, day seven, it wasn't just, it's, it's not just that He created a new day. He created a new day that its very definition is menucha. What does that mean? What does it mean that Hashem created a day that its definition is menucha? So here the Rebbe is going to explain this. What the Rebbe is going to explain is that that the time, by definition, is sequential. There's past, present, and future. There's units, individual units of time. One comes after the next. Shabbos has has an ability, despite the fact that it's zman and therefore it's made up of past, present, and future. It has the ability to rise above the the, the time aspect of it, or the rather the past, present, future aspect of it. The, the the possibility of dividing it into into units and to become one entity. So if it's if it's different units, one minute, then another minute, then another minute, then it's it's not really menucha. Because you have to go from minute to minute to minute. Menucha is pshat. Menucha means that, that there's no going anywhere. Because every single moment of Shabbos is all part of one existence. So therefore, the time, as if to say, time is not moving. So Shabbos is the fusion of time and being beyond time when time, time stops, so to speak. And that's the idea of, menu, of Zman and Menucha. Zman means that the one that Hashem created a seventh day, which is made up of 24 hours. But at the same time, Shabbos has a component that it is beyond time it is one entity that is not made up of, of, of the, all of these sequential units of time. The beer in them. Zman is murkif and Time is made up of past, present, and future. When in them, in the Bechil of Vishinu, and then this concept that there is a journey, a, 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 a evolution of past, present, and future. All the days of creation are the same. Even though each one has its own uniqueness, in comparison to the others, but they also have a, a, a common theme that they all are made up of Avar Haiva and But the uniqueness of, Shab- of the time of Shabbos is resting within time, that it's beyond the changes of past, present, and future. And this is what it means when Chazal tells us that when Shabbos came, Menucha came. As the Zman of Yemashvi, which is defined by past, present, and future. There is a, 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 a journey of time. It's 24 hours. And, and, and at, at one point, you dive in Ma'ariv, and another point, you dive in Shachris, etc., etc., is in an eich da the adra b'dosas an uftu and ikir, but Shabbos also consists of, and on the contrary, this is the main uh, 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 component of Shabbos. Ervert nis hapech un nis ale al sazman vasasech von shinui. It becomes transformed into something that is beyond time and beyond change. Shabbos umenucha resting and and tranquility. And this is the explanation. We'll explain this a little bit better in Sifei. But now that we understand that Shabbos is, is a day that is made up of Zman, but at the same time it's Lamailo Zman, it's beyond time. Time isn't moving. So, this, so therefore, what you're seeing here is a fusion of Zman and Lamailo Zman. That's his Habcha. That's taking a, 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 a slice of time and turning it into something that's timeless. 
That's his hapcha. Um vowed his man for Shabbos alone is an Indian for his hapcha. And because Shabbos, the time of Shabbos, is his hapcha, it is by definition the idea of transformation, transforming uh, time into timelessness. The river Victor Oich of the Indonia Elam Shabbos Shabbos, as he's in an Eifel for his hapcha, as Zevi Velayla Kayem Yorva Kayetzabaza. Therefore, it is able to have an impact on the things that take place during Shabbos, that they too should be in a manner of his hapcha, just like in Shabbos Bereshis, Velayla Kayem Yorva, that, that during the, the, the night it's shown like the day. And as we'll see later, other aspects of Shabbos can be experienced on a level of his hapcha because the time of Shabbos is his hapcha. Before we go back to the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch and use this this Hagdama, this introduction to understand what the Alter Rebbe is saying in Shulchan Aruch, Sifrei Rebbe gives a number of examples to the idea where you have one thing that is made up of time and beyond time and the same thing. Duk Biladavar, and here is an example. Something that on the one hand is made up of past, present, and future, and at the same time is beyond the the the, the uh, change of time. There are certain things that are connected with time and they have to, uh, uh, they have to be, uh, there has to be a duration of time in order to, 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 to complete them. They also have within them the idea that they are one, they are one unit, one entity. For example, a minor that became a godl, that became an adult in the middle of Shabbos or in the middle of Yom Kippurim. The pshat is, is that his body produced uh, signs of maturity. That means that halachically, not only is he Gimel Shana, not only is he 13 years old, but he also has the, uh, the, the signs of maturity that make him into a halachic adult. But it happened in the middle of Shabbos or middle of Yom Kippur. So the Raga Chaber learns, as that he now becomes obligated on every aspect of Shabbos. For example, let's say 12 o'clock Shabbos noon time, he uh, discovered that he is a Godel, that he is now halachically an adult. From this point in on, he is obligated to observe every aspect of Shabbos. I'll call it the Shabbos as his man prati from the house because every moment of Shabbos is its own entity, and therefore, even though at eleven fifty nine he was not yet mechuyiv in Shabbos, but at twelve o'clock he became mechuyiv in Shabbos, and and the two are not a contradiction to each other. But the Raga Shabbos says with the Gassim, Kippurim is a potter. Let's say on twelve o'clock Yom Kippur noon he discovered he's a gadol. He is now potter to observe Yom Kippur, uh, the aspects of Yom Kippur, the fast or so on and so forth. Because the entire Yom Kippur is one thing. So if you weren't mechuyiv at the at the beginning of Yom Kippur when Yom Kippur started, you weren't mechuyiv to fast because you weren't a gadol, you weren't an, a, a halachic adult. Then even in the middle of the Yom Kippur you became a halachic adult. You already you you already missed the 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 one entity of Yom Kippur and you're not chayiv to fast. So the truth is. Is that here? It seems like saying the opposite. The Shabbos does have every rega of Shabbos is as man prati, but the Rebbe here is bringing a dogma to the idea that we're looking at, at at Shabbos. The fact that we're even discussing it means that there is a thought that also on Shabbos you would you would not be chayiv. Uh, uh, um, once Shabbos began. Why? Because even though Shabbos is made up of a bunch of minutes, but there's also a way of looking at Shabbos as if it is one entity. Uh, and it, like we do with Yom Kippur. So the Rebbe is here not pasking the halacha or 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 
connecting the halacha with the with with the with the idea, he's using it as a dogma, using it as an example where you see that what, the same the same thing is being seen from one angle is being seen as a made up of a bunch of, of a bunch of units of time, and on the other hand is being seen as one nekuda, one existence. The same similar discussion with regards to Sfiris Eimer is Sfiris Eimer, 49 separate mitzvahs, and therefore you can do each one individually if you became a gadol in the middle of Sfira, or is it one mitzvah, and if you if you weren't a gadol in the beginning of Sfiris Eimer, and you're not b'chuyiv to do the rest of the days. And here's a similar, a similar thing that's not really halachically um, based in a sense, but also a time where you see that there is something that on the one hand it's seen as one entity, one existence, one idea really, and on the other hand it's made up of, of, of various different phases of time. When you have something that is a continuous event, for example, going out of Mitzrayim, there is from Mitzrayim going out of Mitzrayim had to take time, to take 600,000 people and their families out of Mitzrayim must have taken a, 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 a duration of whatever amount of time that it was. Also, there were differences as the time evolved. Before midnight, when the Yidden were eating the carbon, eating the carbon Pesach, the midnight when the Makas Pechayiris happened, when the party came to try to expel the Yidden, the day of Tezvav when the Yidden actually went out, they were let go in the evening, the Ersh went out during the day, the way the Mitzrayim were rushing them out, which wanted them out earlier on, also the Yidden were rushing, but, and because of that, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't bake bread, they had to have uh, matzah on their backs, but at the same time, their, their rush was different than the rush of the Mitzrayim. So, so you see that A, it took a significant amount of time for the entire process of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim to take place. This very idea of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim continues into every generation, into every day. That a person is obligated to, to see himself as if today is going on Mitzrayim. In a very real practical sense, that had we not gone on Mitzrayim, we would still today be, each and every one of us, enslaved to Paroi. So we, when, we, when we envision that, we don't necessarily envision each and every detail. We envision today I'm going out of Mitzrayim. But what does that entail? That's one Nakuda that entails so many details, so much time. So we see that it's that, that the same idea, it, it has it, it, it's seen as one idea, Yitzis Mitzrayim, but it's a pull in Mshachas. And therefore it started at one point and it ended at a, at a much later point in time. And all of those parts and all of those events and all of those changes are all inclusive inclusive in the one concept, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So in Sifei, the Rebbe gave us a number of examples where we see that something is, on the one hand, it's time, time-based, and the other hand, it's beyond time. It's not, it's, it's higher than time. It's considered one unit, one entity, despite the fact that it's made up of a bunch of different, a bunch of different particles of time. So therefore, we, going back to Shabbos, Shabbos is also has that same concept, that although it is Zman, and therefore it's made up of Avar Heva Vasid, at the same time, it is also It's menucha. Menucha means it's rest, it's tranquility. It's not a, a journey through time, but it's one existence, and therefore there's total tranquility. And now that we understand this, now that we understand the Shabbos is hapcha, because Shabbos is the idea of zman and in one thing, in one idea, in one concept. Now we can now apply this and understand what the Alter Rebbe is saying in Shochanah. Sivav the Alter Rebbe is Why the Alter Rebbe emphasizes that this was a great miracle. 
in them is because by saying it was a great miracle, we understand the connection to Shabbos. You can ask why was Shabbos on Shabbos? Why, why was it designated to be on Shabbos? And not necessarily, uh, not, not on the day of the week. Because a Nes Gadol happened. By saying it was a Nes Gadol, it highlights the connection to Shabbos. It's been discussed at length that the greatness of the Nes of Shabbos Gadol consists of the fact that the killing of the Mitzrayim was done by the firstborns of Mitzrayim. The firstborn represents the strength the power, the take of the Klippa's Mitzrayim. So the Bechayi Mitzrayim is the mo- most powerful element of the Klippa of Mitzrayim, the negative force of Mitzrayim. And when Yidin find themselves in Golos, under the rulership of Pari, when he is still in his full power. And Pari and the Egyptians do not want to allow the Yidnar Mitzrayim. And in this very time, the, the elite of Mitzrayim, the strength of Mitzrayim, demand that the Yidn should be freed. To the point that these Bechayim went to war against the Mitzrayim and killed many of them. At the very same time, Pari's strength is as their grace is so powerful, so great, as I feel even after many of them were killed, but friends in Yidin, they're still not killing the they're still not freeing the Yidin. So Pari is in full power. And yet the Bukhari Mitzrayim are ready to go up against Pari. And to fight Pari, it does a Nes Godl must be gefinted to This is a great miracle. We don't find a similar uh, idea, a similar greatness by other miracles. When the Bukhari Mitzrayim should rise up against Pari Bitakfai, Pari in his heyday, this is the this is a Nes Godl. Usually the Nisim of saving Eden was in the way of destroying and breaking the Klippa. The Haman was killed and, 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 the, and the, the Yavonim were killed. He got rid of them. But the nest that the Mitzrayim themselves were destroyed by their own Bechayim is by transforming the, the, the effect of darkness into an effect of light. The strength of the Klippa was, was, was battling for the side of Kedusha. So that's why the Rebbe says Neis Godol. Because Neis Godol is the idea of the fact that the Bechayi Mitzrayim were rising up against their own. That's a great miracle. Let's, let, let's stop for a second. Let's just say this. And that is the idea of Ishapcha. That is Ishapcha. That the clip of Mitzrayim should rise up against itself. That's Ishapcha. So that's why it's a Neis Godel. And that's why it connects to Shabbos. Because Shabbos is the union of Ishapcha. Which will be explained in Siv Zayin as well. And the river, this also answers the question. The river given the Tziv of an Ebishtim as Vichulahem. Ish Shalabes Aves. The Ebishtim are commanded to take a sheep, each person for their family. Which as a result of this was the miracle of the Mitzrayim uh, uh, being smitten by their own Bechayim. So Zayim B'Shabbos Avka, therefore they had to be taken, the sheep had to be taken on Shabbos. But on the Teichin, in Shabbos, because the whole idea of Shabbos, which we said before, is is just like the Neis, the Shvisu, Bittl, from the Mazikim, in an Eifin, the destruction of the Mazikim, of the destructive forces, in a way, as Bechayim take of Aklipo, Cheshach, Atzmei, that the elite and the power of the Klipa, and the darkness itself, Tut Abach, Pula, Afachis, does an opposite thing to what Klippa usually does, Pula,
Hashem says, go, go take, go take a sheep on Shabbos because on Shabbos it, 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 it is going. This is going to initiate the Makim Mitzrayim b'Chereim, and the Makim Mitzrayim b'Chereim is the power of Hashapcha, and therefore it needs to be done on Shabbos to give it the Koyach of Hashapcha to get done. Let them is moving us to Shabbos. Sorry, I'm getting too excited. So, so this answers our question. This answers all of our questions. Question number one: Why is it called Nez Gadol? Because the fact that the, the fact that Mitzrayim. The fact that, why does the Al-Tarebbe emphasize Nez Gadol? Because the fact that the Bechayi Mitzrayim went up against Mitzrayim is a Nez Gadol. Why does he, what, and, and that is the tool of the Nez. Why does the Al-Tarebbe have to tell it to us? Because he wants to explain the connection to Shabbos. Because that was our next question, why is Shabbos Agadol on Shabbos? The answer is, because Shabbos Agadol is the idea of Ishabcha, Shabbos Bechlal is the idea of Ishabcha. And he's going to say in a moment, let's sign even more than that, but Shabbos is the idea of Ishabcha. And Shabbos... And therefore, therefore, the ability to, to transform B'chayi Mitzrayim, that they should fight for Tzadak Dusha, needed the Kayach of Shabbos, and therefore it had to be done, the Yikhu had to be done on Shabbos. In Siv Zayin, the Rebbe answers another question, which helps us understand a little bit better this idea of Shabbos HaGadu. And after, the Rebbe points out that in, in, in other, in the Tur, and in many other sources, there are other reasons why Shabbos HaGadu is called Shabbos. For example, why, why Shabbos HaGadu is called Shabbos HaGadu. For example, and, and, and why it's celebrated, that is. Not why it's called, but it's celebrated. For example, the tour doesn't mention the whole Makim Mitzrayim of Chireim. He mentions that the, that the Yidin were petrified, that, that the Mitzrayim are going to fight them because they took the Ravei Dezara and nothing happened. And, and nothing happened. None of the Mitzrayim did anything to, 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 to punish the Yidin for taking their idol and taking it for a carbon. Another uh, source says that because the Haftar of Shabbos HaGadol ends, Lifnei Ba Yom Hashem HaGadol Vahanoira, so the Haftarah ends with the word Agadol. Shabbos Agadol means the Shabbos that the Haftarah ends with the word Agadol. We're almost Agadol um, Vanera. Obviously, there's questions on each of them in, in, in the in the Nesik Kedem of Shulchan Aruch. If it's called, uh, they're called Shabbos Va'orva, not Shabbos Agadol. Whatever. The point is, is that there's many other reasons that are brought why Shabbos Agadol is called Shabbos Agadol. And the Alter Rebbe only brings the Lamakim Mitzrayim of Cherem. He only brings that reason. Late, and, and Rebbe is going to explain that in Siv Zayin. Late is moving us when the time of a phenomenon Shabbos Agadol, Clive to Israel, the Rebbe adapted them tamitz at the Nesson of Akim Simon of Chirim. This explains why, amongst the reasons why the Shabbos is called Shabbos Agadol, the Alt Rebbe only picks this reason. Without bringing any additional reason, even as a secondary reason. Because only when you understand the Makim Simon of Chirim does it truly make sense to call this Shabbos Shabbos Agadol. The purity of Shabbos Agadol is as in the Inyan from Shabbos. Ubitla Mazikim is Ergadol. Shabbos Agadol means that in the idea of Shabbos, which as we said in the beginning of the Sikha, the name of the Tanakh Tzedek, that Shabbos is the destruction of the destructive forces. But there was two levels. Shabbos Agadol is the Gadol, is the greater of the two types of Shabbos. That says, in the Gresser, it's the higher and greater level of Shvisa. Not that it's totally destroyed or eradicated. But rather, as they are in their still, in their existence still, they are transformed. Not only do they not destroy, they actually help the side of holiness and goodness.
And that Indian in Shabbos and this Galag Varam B'Shabbos Lopnei Yitzis Mitzrayim and this idea of Shabbos, the Shabbos is Shvisim and Mazikim on the higher level was revealed on Shabbos before Yitzis Mitzrayim through Chenes Godol through the great miracle from the Makim Mitzrayim Bivchayreim that the Bechayreim Mitzrayim fought against their own. Not to be bad under the Makis, not like with the other Makis. Feel a little bit Makis Bechayres. We see the event of Bittul Vaklipul and Umaza where it was the destruction of the negative forces. We derash the Pirush Eifin and Shvisim Mazikim, which is like the first Pirush in the idea of of the Shvisim Mazikim that they are destroyed entirely. Nor they're taken. Rather, in this case, the strength, the power, the elite of Mitzrayim's klipa went up against, went up a, a war against the Mitzrayim for the benefit of the Yidin. And that's why, that's the meaning of Shabbos HaGadol. And that's why the Alter Rebbe says, Nez Godel, to connect with Shabbos HaGadol, and uh, answers all of our questions, and the Alter Rebbe is fully and beautifully understood. In Sivches, the Rebbe is going to use this idea, the idea that Shabbos HaGadol is the time of his Habcha. Um, to explain another detail in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. Apizek HaMavariz and Apiptim Yisanyonim Nochad Diyog in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. You know, I find Seif, where Zoktas Ve'esayim Shabbos HaGadol, in the beginning of the Seif, where the Alter Rebbe says that that day was Shabbos, is a Meisif that the Alter Rebbe adds via the Chesben. Shehei, behei v'Shabbos Yotir Sol Mitzrayim. Eden went out of Mitzrayim on Thursday. Kemish Kosovus, Tov Tzadik Dalet. So if Tezvav, if the 15th of Nisan is on Thursday, can I start of Nisan on Shabbos? Then, then uh, mathematically, on the, the, the 10th of Nisan is on Shabbos. So this is the Alter Rebbe's proof that Yud Nisan, happened on Shabbos. That's the first thing. The fact that Yud went out on Thursday is before the Gemara is clear in the Gemara. When it tastes as Dada Chesbin, as Alpiz says, Shabbos Ben Asar Benison. And then Tesos makes the calculation that, according to this, Shabbos was the 10th of Nisan. But why is this relevant in Shulchan Aruch? Hey, never saw that. I didn't Shulchan Aruch bring the Altarebbe Ha'alachis Betamei. And it's true that the Altarebbe likes to bring the reasons of the Ha'alachis in Shulchan Aruch. But that's the Nitkin Tam. This is not a reason. Nor Mervi Aninin for Chesbin or Chesbin. This is more of a, of a calculation. And its origin, its source, which is clearly in the Gemara and Tesfis, the, 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 which is already mentioned in the Gemara. The al doesn't usually bring the sources. The al reason. This is not a reason. So what if it sufficed to just say that that, that they were Shabbos? Yes, Leymar, so we can say, as Madam Vert Mavordim Techen on the Sibi Pashavas Agadol, by telling us that by making the calculation from Tezvav bin Nisan to Yud bin Nisan that this was Thursday and therefore this was Shabbos, this helps understand, this helps make, this helps us understand the idea and the reason of Shabbos Agadol. Ubahaktim, so let us introduce, let us preface. The purpose. And the goal of this commandment that you should take for yourselves on the tenth day a sheep each for each, for each house was all given to the Makim which as we said earlier so beautifully led to the Mitzri Mitzriim fighting with their Bechayim came and learned of Tzayefanim can be seen in two ways Aleph does name and them say Bosal Achedish undi Nisim for Shabbos Agadol and the given Nisner Agdom on Achonat to Akrav as a Pesach for Yidal Benisim and Gulos Mitzrayim Shalachreza. With the fact that this whole thing happened on the 10th of Nisan was not just a preparation to bringing the Karim Pesach and they needed a sheep to be able to bring the Karim Pesach. Or they needed a Lamaki Mitzayim B'chireyem in order to reach the, the, the Gula. 
Nor does that Ikata Tachas Machun Versich. You could say that it had its own, it was its own thing, it was its own miracle, its own nace, its own idea, unrelated to, to, to directly to Tesva Venison base. Or another way, the kavanu tachas of kichas asev chulu. The purpose of taking the sheep is given nor al sahachanu v'adamot sakravas abesav chulus mitzrayim was only as a preparation and as a preface to the offering of the carbon pesach and the gulus mitzrayim. Al derech zekem zagav beruch mitzrayim yonim. The same thing, the same uh, two approaches can be had, can be seen when you're looking at it from the spiritual perspective. The giluyim nisim b'shavas agadol. That these great revelations and miracles that took place on Shabbos Hagadol, they were all. It was only a preparation. It was a preparation to the revelation of Yisus Mitzrayim. Other, in them is given. He returns the order around. Previously, Aleph. Was that it had a, it had a tachas b'chuvim farzich and base that it was a achan of akdamot tzitzis mitzrayim. Here he says the opposite that the giluyim of the Shabbos were a preparation to nigla le malch malchem lachem agaz baruchu, which was let tzitzis mitzrayim, or that it was it, it, it was it was giluyim for itself, not related to tzitzis mitzrayim. So those are the two ways you could look at it. When the Riber, therefore, Shas says, "Mevar the minyan of Shabbos Agadol." Zog to the Alter Rebbe. Now the Alter Rebbe explains as he explains Shabbos Agadol. He says like this: "Sharei behei b'Shabbos Yotzi Yisrael Mitzrayim." They went out on Thursday. Mechivin shetazav b'Nisnei b'Shem b'Shabbos. We're going to start b'Nisnei b'Shabbos. So we are deriving from the fifteenth of Nisn being on Thursday that therefore it must be that that that, that the tenth day was Shabbos. The meat is a massive beer. Here the Alter Rebbe is adding a beer. The commandment that the Abishter told them on the tenth day to take a lamb for themselves. And the miracles that came from it because of it. Namely, it's an outcome and a result from a calculation that is based on the fact that on Thursday, so first of all, clearly, they're connected. Clearly, it wasn't just a tachas farzich. It wasn't just its own thing, but Al-Tareb is saying clearly that they're connected. But not only is he saying that they're connected, that which, the way it was said till now, that Yud Nisin is a hakidom v'achon v'tetezvav Nisin, here he says something deeper than that. That Yud Nisin is a tetzah, is a result from the Tezvav Nisin. There's something that goes the other way. That the, 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 the miracles of Shabbos HaGadol were an outcome from the event or the energy of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Tezvav Nisin. What does that mean? That's what the Rabbi, Rabbi Duran explained in Siftas. Al-Kaponim, I just want to add that this is the way I personally understand the Sikha. Because... Um, initially, it sounds like the Rebbe is giving two two eifanim, and this mesuv and teitzah was never mentioned before. So it seems like it like it's a, a third eifan, and in Sif Tesitak explains a third eifan. So this is the way I understand the sicha that the Rebbe is saying in Sif in Sif uh, uh, at the end of Sif uh, Ches that that Yud Nisan and Tezvav Nisan are connected. Not just they're connected, but Yud Nisan is the Tetzah of, uh, of Tezvav Nisan. And in Sif Tes, he's going to explain how, even though he starts with the words Alpia now, which seems that he's introducing a new idea, I believe that this new idea is explaining the, this, this connection between Tezvav Nisan and Yud Nisan.
So according to this, that we're, and based on what we said until now, that the Nesu Shabbos Agadol is the idea of his hapcha, this explains even more the Hesafa, the addition of the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch, that on Thursday was, was, was Tesvav Nisan, and therefore on Shabbos was Yudnis. Shabbos is the Chesfiris HaMalchus, Shabbos is Malchus. Like we know, Shabbos Malchus, so Shabbos is called the Queen. Demol states Sfiris HaMalchus in Analia in the Echnes Firis. On Shabbos, Malchus rises up in and connects with the Sfiris above it. Za Bina V'chulu. Over. The Baldas Malchus Metadatsma. Vert Angerufa Nehoira Ukma Utechilas. Ukma means black, dark. Techilas means either blue, Milashan Techilas, or Techilas Milashan consuming, like Machala. But if you look at a flame, you will see that a flame has different colors. The closer you are to the wick, the darker the color is. So the the uh, the Malchus is called the dark flame. Zifra Brent und Ziz Machala. It is the consuming part of the of the of the flame. On the one hand, Malchus on Shabbos is rising up to the higher levels, but Malchus also has in it a component that it is destructive to its to its opponents. Even though Shabbos is the idea of destroying the destructive forces, that as but since the ultimate manifestation or revelation of this Shvisim and Amazikin happens after, after Mashiach comes, Shabbos could, Shabbos could only perform the idea of Ishabcha in Klipas Neiga, not in the actual Ra. How much more so when Yidna is still in Mitzrayim? When Shabbos becomes a Tzivoy, that gives the power for Shabbos to accomplish in the world. At this point, Shabbos is not yet a Tzivoy. So the ability for Shabbos to be that it should Malchus to be able to destroy the Menagid is not, is not so strong. Because, because it's before Mashiach comes and before the Tzivoy on Shabbos. So the Alter Rebbe says that how did Shabbos Agadol pull this off? How was Shabbos Agadol able to pull off the Yishabcha? It was with the Kayach of the Giloy that's going to be at Yitzhia Esmitzrayim, which is Firis Abina. And you could add to this, Bina is the source of Givurus, meaning the Givurus, Come from Bina, because Bina is in relative to Chachma, Chachma is on Tzad Yimin, Bina is on Tzad Asmoil. So Bina uh, is the part of Moichin that gives birth to the Midas that are that are gvur, that are in the side of Gvuris. Bina gives the possibility to be able to create the Yishabcha of the Makim Tzayim of Chereim. But Rabbi Baldas Eina didn't talk about Rabbi Shasham. There's an idea that Dinim, that harsh. Uh, harsh things can only be sweetened, can only be resolved when you go back to the source. Even in a very practical sense, if two people are, are, are arguing, if you go back to how the argument began, it makes it much easier to resolve the argument. By the time you're, you're, you're deep, 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 you're arguing into the argument, you're arguing about things you don't even know what you're arguing about. So that's a very, very uh, uh, practical way of looking at it. But in, in, uh, in, in Kabbalah, in, in Eishas Achsidus, when there is the Indian Shaldin, so a Gvura, when you go back to the Shairish Gvuras, you can, you can undo the Gvuras and you can sweeten them. So therefore, since Shabbos is Malchus, 
sorry, since since there is an union of gvuros taking place because of the of the klipos, if you want to be mamtik the gvuros, you gotta to go to bina. Bina is the shenish gvuros. That be said, them without them, their shabbos shvisim and amazikin in a nefer from gadol. So when you have the power of bina that goes down into malchus, then it gives malchus the power to to uh, destroy the mazikim on a level of gadol. The higher level, which was the level of Ishapcha, for the Mazikim, as it's done Messiah, it's a Kedusha, that the Mazikim are transformed and they help Kedusha. So, what happens on Shabbos Agodol, the Makim Mitzrayim of Chereim, the Ishapcha of transforming the Klippa of Mitzrayim to help Kedusha, that needs to come, that needs to rely upon Bina, which is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, in order for this Ishapcha to happen. Gmela, after Mashiach comes, and then ready, there's the Gili of Shvisim and Mazikim. So then, Malchus can do it by itself. Shabbos can do it by itself. But at that point, Shabbos needed uh, Bina. So, so, so Shabbos Agadol needed Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, or the energy of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Koyach of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Gili of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, to be able to pull off a Yishabcha on, on Yud Nisan, on Shabbos Hagadol. So Lecheder, that's the Pshat in, in the... In this last couple of seifim, that once we understand that Shabbos Agadol is the union of Ishabcher, now we understand why the Alter Rebbe says Biyoyim Hey B'Shabbos, etc. Because the Kayach for the Ishabcher came from Yitzias Mitzrayim, which is Bina, which is which is the source of the Gvurois that gives Shabbos the power to be to 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 do Shvisim on a Mazikim on a level of Ishabcher. So if you're just going to practicalize this for, for us, so you do the Pirush Arizlaf and Pasuk by Yom Melin Eskodem and the Rizal says that these, uh, on the Pasuk, these days are remembered and therefore re-experienced. That if you remember it properly, that you could, when you remember it properly, you're able to accomplish that, to re-experience this once again. So even though now we are still in a state of servants of Achashverosh, which means we are still in Golos, and we are in a double darkness, double, triple darkness. As the Yidden were in Mitzrayim at the time of Achashverosh, so a person could feel that they are stuck they're stuck in this gallows, they're stuck in this matziv, where they are in a cheshachaf from Luchupol, kenober yadir idruch and aveidu from mishchuk chulachem. So every yid could do the aveidu of mishchuk, draw to yourself, take for yourself. Vidim Mechilta touched, and Mechilta explains, mishchuk me avedazara, draw away, pull self away from avedazara, v'yidavku b'mitzvahis, and cleave to the mitzvahis. As a tzitzich avek, he draws himself away, he tzichuis from yadir aveidu v'sizara lei, he, he, he stays away, he refrains from anything that is strange to him. Frem faraidin, something that is foreign to a yid. So they desire to push to literally idol worship, no yid, no yid has any uh, 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 leaning to it. Certainly after the Yitzhara, the inclination to have a was removed. We're not talking about a we're talking about a Veda that is foreign to a yid, that is inappropriate for a yid. So he draws away from it. And he connects himself to the mitzvahs. Even in the he pulls away from the negative and he connects to the positive. To the positive. Then he does this Aveda with a proper strength. And he does this Aveda with a proper strength. 
and impact other Yidin this way. starting with own family, Where like in the time of Pesach, when each sheep, a person took a sheep for his family. The Yid will be successful. So to impact the outside world. and the nations of the world as well. So much so that their their firstborns are demanding. The good of Yidden. That already in Golos, a great miracle will occur. Yud Nisan was five days early. A great miracle will occur. And Yidden could prepare for the, I will show you wonders. That from this Golos as well, we will go out of Golos with the Mashiach Zedkenu, may be Bikar of Mamish. Caramba,